Welcome to the Tear Talk Podcast with author, coach, and speaker, Mashani Allen. Known as the Golden Scribe, Mashani has over two decades of writing experience, and her passion for the craft has given her the opportunity to impart wisdom, affirmation, hope, and confidence into many. Let's listen now as Mashani delves into topics that have impacted her on her Tear Talk journey and helped her discover the power of the pen. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the Tear Talk podcast. I'm so happy that you joined me on today. Our conversation comes from a very interesting place and I find the timing to be very unique considering on November 14th, I'll be doing a webinar on the power of the pen for grief. And the thing about grief is grief doesn't just encompass loss of people. It can also encompass loss of dreams, loss of passion, loss of ability, loss of purpose, and so many other topics, which we'll be talking about in the webinar. You can go to my website, mashaniallen.com backslash classes and register. But as I was thinking of this topic, Ink is Tears, I had so many different things that came to my mind to be able to share with you all on today. The first thing that came to my mind is my book, Tear Talk. And I remember when I wrote Tear Talk and I wrote it for those who want to journal, but sometimes don't know where to start. So it's 90 writing prompts in the form of a book that also has blank pages. So it's a book and a journal all in one with the teaching about the power of the pen in the front. And I remember as I was putting it together, I wrote it in three days and produced it within three weeks. And I've been talking to different ones about it. And I ended up saying something that became a quote that I now use all the time when I refer to tear talk. And what I said was this, ink, Well, let me start it this way. (laughs) Tears are the ink of an unspoken story. And I have felt for years that many times atmospheres and systems can make you feel guilty or make you feel wrong or make you feel bad when you use tears as a form of expression. And I have found that to be troubling. I have found that to be puzzling. And I have found that to be hurtful. Because at the end of the day, we all need to be able to express ourselves. And for some people, their expression is through their tears. But I also believe that for some people, their expression is through their ink, and their ink represents their tears. I say this adamantly because I have been journaling since 2005. So my whole life, every single day, 
has been recorded from 2005 to present day. And for me, I have found that my journals hold trails of tears. Different pages mark the different aspects of my journey. Now, mind you, when I talk about tears, that doesn't mean that everything was sad or everything was sorrowful. Sometimes it's tears of joy, tears of excitement, tears of expectation. And I think we need to change the narrative when it comes to the word tears and what they can represent. Now, in my book, The Beauty of Holiness, I have a chapter called Good Cry. And I share an experience that I had with one of my students when I was teaching English at the high school that I graduated from. And she had shared something extremely personal with me. And she felt that God didn't love her anymore because of something that she had done. And I remember cherishing that moment because, first of all, she was open, honest, and transparent with me. And when she was talking to me, she did not feel like she was judged for what she was saying. And it was such a beautiful moment because she began to cry after she expressed what she had done. And I remember holding out the palms of my hands. And I began to capture the tears as they fell. And I let her know that just as my hands are capturing her tears, God is capturing her tears as well. And that there's a verse in the Bible that talks about how he captures our tears. And I told her that she just needed to have a good cry. So after that, every time I would see her, I would say, did you have your good cry yet? (laughs) Did you have your good cry yet? And she would be like, no, no. And I remember one time I was in a classroom and there was a knock on the door and the young lady walked in and she looked like a different person. And she was like, Miss Allen, I had my good cry. And I just thought that that was so powerful because sometimes we are discouraged from doing the very thing that we need to do to get the healing and the release that we need to move forward. So a lot of people are walking around stopped up and stuffed up because they have not been able to express themselves and they feel guilty for having emotions. And I find that to be so ironic because in the Old Testament, if you read it properly, you'll see God had a whole lot of emotions. And if he's our creator and he has emotions, who are we as humans to not have emotions? Because we're definitely not greater than God. So the more I thought about this topic, ink is tears, I remember... December of last year being a very crucial time for me. I felt as though I was coming out of the place where I had been grieving 
for the last two years, or as you guys had heard, I had been in my anonymous season, which was a time of grieving, a time of healing, a time of restoration, and a time of clarity. So in December, it was actually on December 13th, I had a conversation with a young lady who's a prophet, and we were talking about grief. And she said something to me that I had never heard before. Now, at the beginning of the broadcast, I mentioned how my life is journaled from 2005 to present day. But in 2020, there came a point when I stopped writing. I just wasn't journaling. I just wasn't picking up my pen. I may have been sending myself text messages so I could know what to write when I finally did write, but I wasn't writing consistently. And I hadn't really told anybody this, but while I was on the phone with her, I had mentioned how I hadn't even been journaling. And she said to me, maybe your pen is grieving. It never dawned on me. I had grieved emotionally. I had grieved through tears. I had grieved through conversation, but I hadn't considered that my pen needed time to grieve as well. And one thing that she said when we were having this conversation was she said, your pen is grieving. It's refining your sound and it's going to be different. And I remember having a sense of being okay that I hadn't written in that long, but I still knew that I needed to write. So on December 20th, I was having a conversation with my mentor and that conversation went a little deeper because my pen was not just for me to journal. I actually had a job where I wrote extensively. I was the manager of advancement communications at Pepperdine University. So I wrote communications on behalf of the president, on behalf of the vice president, and on behalf of the chancellor sometimes. And there came a point where my job became extremely stressful. So and my confidence was being shaken in my writing. So that interrupted my writing for myself personally and creatively. So while I was in agreement with the young lady that my pen was grieving, I also understood that my pen was being attacked at the same time. And I remember talking to my mentor who also worked as a writer in academia, so she understood the pressures and the stress that comes along with writing in that space. And for me, I'd never written professionally. Although I self-published books and I helped other people publish books, I never had a job where I was paid to write. So my income, <laughs> my livelihood <laughs> was based on writing. And I remember having an in-depth conversation with her and I mentioned to her as well how I hadn't 
journal and she shared with me how I had to get back into the place of picking my pen up because for me, and I know I'm speaking for me, I would not put this on anyone and say that this applies to everyone. But for me, my pen isn't just to write. Is it, it for me is an instrument for healing, which is another reason why I'm excited about this webinar because I believe for other people, it's an instrument for healing as well. They just may not be aware of it. So I agreed with her in saying that I needed to pick up my pen again, because for me, it's an instrument for healing. So I spent some time updating my journal. And when I have to update my journal, that means I have to write for like eight hours a day sometimes because I have to write everything. Like if you ever have a conversation with me, you'll see me texting myself and it's not because I'm being rude. It's because I capture words. So it might be something that I said that was, I thought powerful or something that the person talking to me said that I thought was powerful. So I'm constantly capturing words so it can take me some time when I need to update my journal. And one thing that my mentor challenged me to do was to write a heart-to-heart letter to God. She felt as though I had some things on my heart that I really needed to get out and I really needed to express. And I needed to be extremely honest and just let it flow. Now, this is something that I would do for years. I had done it for years and I call them my dear God letters where I would just write dear God and then write what was on my heart. But in talking to her, I knew that that dear God letter needed to be a little more than it possibly had been before. So I agreed and I felt strongly to catch up on my journal first and get that up to date. And then I would write the Dear God letter. So on December 27th, I started writing the Dear God letter. And then on December 28th in the morning, I continued writing the Dear God letter. And then I fell asleep. And I ended up having a dream that to this day brings me to the point of tears because God answered my dear God letter (laughs) in the dream. Now, mind you, I have, like I said, I have written dear God letters before, but when I wrote the letter, I can't honestly say that I was postured and positioned for response. I just felt that I had to be obedient in what my mentor had said. And I felt that I just needed to do it because I hadn't done it in so long. And once I started writing, I didn't realize how much was pressing on my heart, on my mind, and in my spirit. And that dream, when I woke up, I woke up crying. Because there were three different areas that were really weighing on my heart. 
and he addressed all three. And I was just in awe, in awe of how mindful (laughs) he was of me. I know the scripture says, call unto me and I will answer, but I just wasn't expecting him to answer that quickly. And I certainly wasn't expecting him to be that detailed (laughs) in his response to me. And I remember immediately I called my mentor to let her know what happened. And she shared something with me. And again, I'm going to go more into detail in this in the webinar. But one thing she talked about is that we have to get to the point of reckoning where there are things that we reckon in our lives, that we reckon in our heart, that we reckon in our spirit, and we reckon it done. It's like this is done. I'm not crying over it anymore. I'm not, I'm not worrying about it anymore. I did the best that I could in that situation, in that circumstance. Today is a new day. I will not allow it to torment me. I will not allow it to pull me into places and spaces that I no longer wanted to go. I reckon it done. And we both feel that that dear God letter was me dealing with aspects of my heart my mind and my spirit where I came to a reckoning of things. Some things I repented for, some things I apologized for, some things I just laid down and said, hey, I don't even know where this is. I just give it to you. And I reckoned it done. And him being as graceful and him being as loving and him being as merciful as he is, let me know <laughs> that not only did he hear me, but he let me know his heart for me in three of those areas. And I cherish <laughs> when I tell you I cherish it. And that is why I am so passionate about the power of the pen. Not to say that if I hadn't wrote the letter, he wouldn't have given me the dream. But for me, that's how it happened. It happened through using the instrument. It happened through using the pen. It happened by allowing my ink to be my tears. And what I find interesting is... I am a part of the Scribal Prophets group on Facebook. And within that group, there are, there's so much that's said about the scribe. And there's so much that information that is given um, in regards to writers, prophetic scribes, and everything that that entails. And one thing that is done within that group is writing prompts. Sometimes there's different writing prompts and you don't have to respond, but sometimes I do. And on August 9th of this year, there was a writing prompt that was put in the Scribal Prophets group. And if you would like to join, you certainly can. 
If you go into Facebook and you type in Scribal Prophets, uh, it'll be the first thing to come up and you can join the group. I have found it to be a jewel like no other. That's the best way for me to say it. The level of knowledge, wisdom, insight, revelation, transparency is unheralded in that space. So on August 9th, there was a writing prompt that was given. And the writing prompt was, use three adjectives to describe the scribal journey you are on in this very moment. That was the writing prompt. I'll read it again. Use three adjectives to describe the scribal journey you are on in this very moment. So I'm sitting with my phone. I see this writing prompt and I just begin to text or type within my phone. And what is amazing for me is what I typed, I was not expecting. What I released, I had to go and write it in my journal. Again, this is why I say the pen is powerful. And this is why I say ink is tears. Because that prompt prompted something in me that I was unaware of, but that I needed to know. So this is what I ended up writing Based on that prompt, it just flowed right out of me. My pen has changed its ink to a thicker, deeper pour that fills my pages with words from my inner core. My pen has aged with grace and writes from a mature space. My pen has been refined and now stronger and wiser for this season and for this time. And when I was done, I was like, wait, what? Oh my God, that is so powerful. And I had to put at the end of the um end of what I wrote, I said, this just poured out as I started responding to the post. This question gave me an answer I wasn't expecting. Now I've got to write this in my journal. But I want you all to remember something that I said at the beginning of this podcast. When I talked to the young lady who was a prophet, she said to me, my pen was grieving. And she said, your pen is grieving. It's refining your sound and it's going to be different. My response to that question on August 9th confirmed and solidified and announced that my pen has now changed. And although my ink is tears, those tears are full of joy. They're full of power. They're full of wisdom. They're full of might. And they're full of strength. I pray that this Tear Talk podcast bless you on today. Pray that you are inspired to pick up your pen again. And if you find yourself struggling in that area, register for the webinar, The Power of the Pen for Grief, and allow me to help you to activate your pen again. 
And I pray that the next time that you see that a podcast is live, that you will choose to press play. Thank you for joining the Tear Talk podcast. You can learn more about Mashani by visiting MashaniAllen.com and register for her Power of the Pen for Grief webinar at MashaniAllen.com forward slash classes. 